and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. We're in a series called The Promise. I like it when God gives us promises. Amen. The key is to take advantages, take advantage rather, of the promise that He gives us. And there's a lot of promises in the scripture, but we're focused on one key promise. Amen. Where we really start the race with God and run with Him. Amen. And that was the promise Jesus spoke to the group about before He left in the clouds. Amen. He wanted them to tarry, amen, for the promise of the Father. Hang out until you be endowed with power from on high. Then you can go be my witnesses. Amen. Everybody wants to be a witness for Jesus. Amen. And we're all going through challenges of life and we're facing a lot of things. I heard Tony Mills say today, he said, uh, you really don't know how blessed you are until you get another perspective. Amen. Think about that statement. We really don't know how blessed we are until we get another perspective. And God is all in giving us another perspective. Amen. And when you catch the perspective from his lens, wow happens. And today we're talking about a better story. Everybody has a story today. God wants to give you a better one. Oh, but he has, Pastor. Yeah, but he wants to give you a better one than that one too. Amen. He wants these testimonies coming out of you like rivers of living water. You are demonstrating this connection between heaven and earth, this perspective between God and you and, you, and experiencing that so that you can give it away. And what happens is those that God has placed in your path, the world that we're in, that's your world, they're in your path. God wants to give them hope. Amen? And, and, and when they have hope, then they have enough faith to move mountains. Right? Faith is the stuff, substance of things. Hope. You got hope? You got faith. You got all the faith you need if you have some hope. Pastor, I've been hoping for something for years. Yeah, but amen. It's time to let God give you a new perspective on how important you are, it's time to stop looking at the shame and the guilt and the past that you regret and, and turn about face and look at the prize that God has called us to press for. Amen? Don't let the past hold you captive. Release it. It don't belong to you anyway. But, 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 but and I know you have an argument on that, but it don't fly. Jesus, he's already purchased you. He paid your debt off. None of those things that you think you're indebted to, uh, it's been clean slate. And God is wanting us to turn about face, amen, to truly repent, change the way we think about what we think about. Amen? Because he has a better story for every one of us in here today. You see, we've learned over the past few years that when I perceive to, uh, to be good, what I perceive to be right can block me from the good that God has purposed for me to experience. Because the level of how I perceive what is good, amen, is a lot less than who God really is because he's the only one who is good, right? So we've learned that. And so 
I, I want to ask you a question today, and, and from this question, encourage you, give you, amen, hope. And the presence of God is right here, right now, to facilitate this. Amen. We, does anybody believe that we should worship in spirit and in truth? For they that seek the Father, this is how they worship. And that word worship, when you look at it in, in the true context of what it's trying to say, amen, it's it, it, the original uh, Greek on that scripture writing was mean the licking of the hand. It's like a dog licking the hand. Got to catch this. I, I've had a few that had my heart, puppies, dogs, and uh, they were licking my hand because they trusted me. And I could be a mile away, and, 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 and I had a boxer that would be sitting in the driveway waiting for me to pull up. And all he wanted from me was just for me to touch his head. Amen. And he was ready to lick me all over if I let him. He trusted me. And he loved the relationship. God is looking for us to trust him. And so for him to, to get what he's looking for, that worship, He's already designed you and I to receive experiences in him that facilitate that. Because I, I, I talk to many Christians every week. They want to trust. Anybody want to trust God? I mean, I want to trust God. I don't know what's wrong with me. And I've heard those comments over and over and over from professed believers. And that's not daddy's will for any of his kids to want to do something and not be able to do it. So he empowers us. He gives us experiences in his spirit so that we're able to trust him and to walk with him regardless of the resistance and the challenges that we face. Can we all agree with that? And so the question I'd like to challenge you with today, have you ever asked the question, isn't this supposed to be easier than what I'm experiencing? And we even know the answer to it, but we still ask it. I thought this was supposed to be easier than what I'm experiencing right now. Lord, I've been going through this and through that. And my God, it's hard and heavy. I don't know if I can handle this. And so Jesus wants us, and he's asking us, he's inviting us to follow him. But he does that primarily by challenging us to examine ourselves to see whether or not we be in the faith or not. He wants us to examine ourselves. Our temptation is to examine everybody else around us. Right? You don't have to say amen. That's not needed for me. But examining one another isn't necessary. The fruit that other people carry tells you all you need to know. And I didn't say that for us to think, okay, I got something to judge him on. No, no. We all have some fruit that we've carried that we really didn't want to carry. And it wasn't there for evil. It was there for good. And it helped us recognize our need of something we didn't have. And so when you see your brother or sister carrying some fruit that might not be good fruit, all they need is encouragement. From you. All they need is a fresh word from heaven because out of your belly is flowing rivers of living water that bring hope 
and remind them of who they are. And it helps them to turn into a a new way of thinking so that they can receive this better story too. Amen? And so, examine yourself. Double check. Find out where you are in your faith in God. And if there's more doubt than there is hope, if there's more unbelief than there is faith, if there's more disdain for people than love, well, God's allowed that to be there to let you know we need to get our focus, amen, back on him and let him come to us so that he can pour into us an experience that makes the story in our life better than what we've ever experienced before. Amen. This is the serving uh, perception from the kingdom. Let's look at this perspective here in Romans 14, 16. So don't give people the opportunity to slander what you know to be good. Amen. You've experienced God on a level that he's, he's pulled you in and you're walking with him. Be mindful of his name, his spirit, his identity that you're hosting. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink. He's not asking us to live up to a, a, a rules and regulations but is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. If you can carry that, you carry everything. This is important because you're hosting the very kingdom of God, which is God's identity. Amen? If I can facilitate the innocence that he gave me from the cross through his blood, which is righteousness, his righteousness. And I can agree with him that I'm right because he made me right, not because I did anything to deserve it. And my message to everyone around me is you can't earn this. Come on, we're hosting him. We don't have time for all those other rules. If we can host, amen, righteousness, peace, and joy, all the other stuff that's not right, it just fades away because we're hosting him. Let's go ahead and read this. Serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom reality. Notice what what happens. It pleases God and it earns the respect of others. Well, the NIV says it this way, because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Amen. Do you want to encourage somebody today? All he's asking from you, quit trying to be a good person and trust the good God. Quit trying to live up to your idea of what Christ is and allow him to pour into you his spirit, amen, so that out of, his, out of you pour, allowing him to pour his spirit in, you speak the truth in love. Oh, you bring hope to everyone in your path, amen. And at this point, people are attracted to that. They're not attracted to the fact that you worked all your life and, and you, you, you spent everything trying to get God's approval. That's unattractive. What's attractive is how did you get the story you have? How is it that you're so at peace? How is it so that, amen, that you're resting right now and you're not worried about how did you get there? And if you're not there today, I just want to encourage you, amen, there's a better story for you. 
And it all depends on the connection between you and heaven. Heaven comes to earth. God's spirit comes to abide in that human tabernacle that you wear on his behalf. And he makes his abode among humanity. Know ye not that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You've already been purchased. Making yourself available to him to come to his house by feeling after him. He suddenly comes to his house. He meets you there because you're saying, Lord, I don't know what else to do. Amen. All I've got this to give. He said, I'll take that. And it's really messed up. Everything that me and you can give him is really messed up. And he says, give me what you got. When I get through with it, I'm going to give you a better story. And you're going to be able to be my arms and my feet. You're going to be able to be my body and embrace and give the hugs away that everybody's looking for in our world. What world is that? The people he puts in your path. The world that you're to go in and make disciples and baptize is the world where you're walking with him. The people that he puts in your path is the world God's called you to and on mission. Amen? God is so good to challenge us. And so when we focus on pleasing him, our story gets better. This is what Jesus came to do. He wants to fill his house. He wants to fill his house. And, and then from a Christianese lens, we're talking about bring, bring more people. Let's get more people in this house. Amen. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's kind of cool. We get more people in. We can talk to them about God filling his house. He wants to fill us up. Amen. Until this vessel is so full of him, we can't shut up about him. Our story has gotten to the place where he's so good to us because we're experiencing his goodness in spirit and in truth. And that truth that we're talking about when I speak it, amen, all at, all at the same time, I'm being set free. The truth of God will make you free. But it comes by, this freedom comes by knowing the truth. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that word knowing is very important for you to be set free. Knowing intimately. You're experiencing the truth. And while you're experiencing this aha moments between you and God, you're being set free. And you can't shut up telling everybody else about it. God just did this for me. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. And, and, and regardless if they want to hear it at the moment, they can't accept to be, but be attracted to it. Okay. All right. You're excited. I want to be excited. Uh, you say you're free. I want to be free. You say you're at peace. I want to be at peace. And they're double checking to make sure you're actually free. You're actually at peace. And they're observing you. Has anybody ever done that to you? When you try to tell them the good news. All right, you're giving me some good news here. Are you really telling me that, or are you trying to sell me on something that's not true? I've been done that way too many times. The story gets better, ladies and gentlemen. God is after us. 2,000 years ago, he did what he did, the greatest event that this earth has ever experienced and will ever experience with God coming in flesh, paying our debt off, amen, and then filling us with his spirit, so that you and I could go, amen, and be a blessing to others that he places in our path. Where Adam left off, 
you and I are called and commissioned to pick up and walk in dominion, authority, and in power. Not to rule over anybody, not to lord over anybody, but to be God's servant leaders in this earth. Amen. Bringing hope and good news to everyone in our path. God wants to give you that better story today. And there's a door that we must walk through. We make the choice of how we step into that door, which is Christ, and begin to demonstrate that better story. John the Baptist makes it clear that he said, I'm here to the group he's talking to to baptize you unto repentance, but there's someone coming after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to lose. He is going to baptize you with, with spirit, Holy Spirit, and with fire. That door being Christ, when you walk through the door of Christ, you go through that door experiencing God on a level, amen, that makes your story worth telling. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Ladies and gentlemen, let me encourage you. The presence of God is here. If you're not experiencing joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, you may not believe, you may not believe Jesus like you think you do. I'm, I'm, I'm pausing for a minute. It's important that you catch this. I'm a follower of Christ, okay? I'm not challenging you. I challenge the guy in the mirror. If the joy level and the hope level and the peace level is not where it belongs, am I following him? I was spirit-filled in 1974. I know that was a long, long, long time ago. But I, I want to tell you my story just for a minute so they can catch this. When I was filled in 1974 with the spirit with fire, I hugged everybody's neck after I experienced that. I did not have any enemies. None. And none of, no enemies whatsoever. But about three weeks later, I wanted to knock somebody out. I had an awesome story for about three weeks, and then the story diminished. I get confirmations in the room right now. <laughs> Is this helping somebody? So, am I a bad person? No. What's the problem? I don't feel the joy level where I did before, and I'm not really jumping up down to tell anybody about how good God is in the moment because I'm, I'm emotionally challenged in the moment. That was about three weeks after I was filled with the Spirit. And so I didn't know what to do about it. And somebody said, well, you just need to go back and pray through. Well, they was telling the truth, and I didn't understand all the dynamics, but I kind of like, well, that's true. I, I do need to go back. And I didn't know that I was going to need to do that, though. It's amazing how that babies get this extra grace. <laughs> you know, they, they've been pooping. Their, it's up to six pounds, right? You know, when, when, when daddy's changing the diapers. Well, I thought that was about the stuff in the diaper, not the, not the baby. So the daddies wait till it's dragging the floor before they change it. Wanted to make sure we're each six pounds. 
You wives caught your husband doing that. My God, why didn't you change your... The Lord gives extra grace to people that are born again. They're brand new. They're babies in the spirit. They can puke on him. They can, they can mess up their diaper and they get out of the diaper on him. And they can just get away with all kinds of stuff. They're new. They're brand new. They're babies. But I needed to address a lie that I hadn't addressed. And after about three weeks, something's not right. I need something I don't have right now. And I had to address, amen, a thought process that I didn't know I needed to address. And some of us today, you're going to be addressing some things you've been thinking about and you've been musing over. And it's important that you do that in order for you to get through the door that God wants you to walk through or to shut a door that needs to be shut. A choice has to be made for him to meet you there and give you what you need that you don't have in the moment. Amen. We're going to get to a place so we can impact this community out here where people and their problems don't bother us any longer. You know how we're going to get there? We're going to stop addressing their problems and address the problem in the mirror. Amen. Why? Because we're designed by God to please him and serve others. In pleasing God, Pastor Lowe don't always serve you what you want, but I serve you what you need. How do I know that? Because I'm getting served the same thing and I'm having heartburn too. But it's pleasing to God for us to address the lies that are touching our life emotionally that we don't know what to do with it. The reason I don't know what to do with some of the emotions I have in my life is because I need to go back and let him come to me, amen, in spirit and in fire so he can burn that out of me and set me free so that I can take care of what he's put in my path as the world he's called me to go in and to make disciples and baptize. Every one of us are being equipped by heaven in the spirit for the work of the ministry. Amen. As a believer, you're powerful. And what you can do in the kingdom of God upsets the enemy. It's top tier. But G Jesus has come to baptize every one of us, not just one time, with spirit fire. He's come to renew us in it and renew us in it and renew us in it until we keep from one glory to the next. We're changed into his image as by the spirit of the Lord. And so every time I make a new step into another level of walking by faith, Amen. My mind is open. My heart is open. My life becomes a sponge to his spirit. Amen. I see myself through a lens I've never seen before. My story gets better and better and better. I don't just talk about when I started the race with Jesus. I'm talking about what's going on today with Jesus in the spirit. Amen. Promise is important. So I, I ask you a few questions. Say, what does the baptism of the Spirit and fire mean to you? you? You need to answer that question. What was your experience when you were filled with the Spirit and fire? What did it look like for you? What changed you in your life 
What changed in your life because of that experience? You need to answer these questions. And if you're not getting answers that you know are solid and significant, amen, and that bring, you know, a sound faith in the fact that, oh, I know God has me, well, then you need to either shut a door or walk through the door and let God do what he loves doing, and he does it to all flesh. You see, this will help you, and Jesus is addressing the religious group, amen, in uh, Luke chapter 11, and reveals how the kingdom would come in all flesh. This, this is important for you to catch it. Jesus is giving the religious group of what it looks like, and it's prophetic, but it's real. And he says that then when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when, a, but when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away his armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. Verse 23, very important. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And he's really driving it home to the group that is trying to challenge him. And he goes on to say, when an impure spirit comes out of a person. Did y'all know that spirits really exist? When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through a red, uh, a red places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept, clean, and put in order. Now, I'd like to, without you misunderstanding me today, but make sure you understand this. A lot of the Christian world is right here. The house is clean, it's swept, and it's in order. But it's not filled. Verse 26, then it goes and takes seven other spirits that are more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there, and the final condition of that person is worse than the first. Now, first thing that the enemy wants us to think, oh, well, that person got so bad, they, they're now operating in the red light district, or you know, they're on skid row, or they're in jail because they murdered a lot of people. No, that can happen too. That's pretty bad, but what's worse than that it's when that spirit comes back to a house. Guest, I hope you're encouraged today by the fact that this is going on in our world right now. The culture that is, we're dealing with, the political strain that our nation is under, all the, 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 the ideas of what good looks like and what it should look like that's pressuring the communities in our, in our nation, that's spiritual, and it's in the church. Just pause for effect right now. And when you listen to the news and you don't feel excited, at peace, full of joy, and feel like, oh man, this is awesome, you're not hearing from heaven. I just need you to pause for a minute. If you spend a lot of time listening to the news and the media and the political atmosphere, and you're not feeling a lot of joy and peace, and the fact that, man, I do belong to God. If that's not coming out of that, you're listening to the wrong spirit. And it's in the church. 
Let me say it like this. The divorce rate, the divorce rate is just as high in the church as it is in the world. That's a problem. Couples are getting divided and getting separated and getting divorced because they're listening to the voices of the world that's in the church. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that that spirit goes out and he'll get seven more religious spirits more wicked than himself. And you can go to church and say, preach it, preacher, that's a good message, and be full of the wrong spirit. Amen? That's what the Apostle Paul wrote. If you've got time to do your own home, your own study, he makes it clear many antichrist have entered into among us. That was 2,000 years ago. If Paul is saying many antichrist have come in among us 2,000 years ago, I just wonder how many are with us today. And so the Lord chooses me to come to San Antonio and be a senior leader in this house, in this community. And he validates it, he stamps it, he confirms it. Yes, the Lord did that. And here I am talking to you about this today because our world needs you to go through the door. He wants to give you a better story because he wants you to take care of the people he's put in your path. He wants them to be set free. Amen. What I'm saying to you right now Got to catch this. Quit examining the people around you. Start examining yourself. If you do a self-examination, which is top tier, everybody catch that. Self-examination with Jesus is top tier. He didn't ask you to go examine everybody else. When Paul challenged the church, he didn't go in there and examine them. He challenged them, you do an examination on yourself. See whether or not you be of the faith or not. If righteousness, peace, and joy is not what you're hosting, and it's not validating the fruit that you're carrying, what are you going to do about it? There's some lies, if you believe that you're following Jesus, that you need to address. And until you address those lies, those spirits that produce those lies that you don't even realize you're hosting. Anybody ever believe something was true and then found out later, man, that's messed up. That wasn't true at all. You ever done that? And you felt like, why? How did I believe that? You, you play poker with the devil and you will lose every time. Got to catch this. And he's the best at taking the book called the Bible. He's the best at giving Bible studies that are full of leaven, that promote self. Has anybody ever taken the Word of God, which is the letter, and killed anybody with it? No, I've never done that. Let me say it like this. Have you ever taken the Word of God, and when you got through talking to him about it, they felt bad? Pastor, be careful. Don't do, don't do me that. No, if, 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 you, if you quoted a scripture, and they felt less than important and valued from heaven when they left, you was the devil's apostle. Now, is it, is that, is it over with? No, relax. The Lord wants to set you free of that strong man so that you can get a revelation of what walking with the master who is full of grace and mercy. And he is the judge too, but he never invites us to be that judge. 
He did invite us to be the stewards of his manifold grace. But I can't do that, ladies and gentlemen, unless I'm hosting his presence. And when I host his presence, I'm hosting his kingdom, and I'm walking in his name, which equals righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's why he baptizes with Holy Spirit and with fire, so that you produce the kind of fruit Amen. That when you've gone through trouble and tribulation and persecution and all kinds of unfair things in your life, when you come out on the other side, people say, I don't know what you got, but I want it. And you're saying things like, look what the Lord has done. Only God could have done this. And I mean, you've got a pretty interesting story from yesterday, but what you have today is the grace of God has been manifested. Yeah, and it is the mandate of God to all of us. Jesus gives us the mandate that we go into all the world and that we make disciples of every nation. And my portion is to steward this people that he's put in my path and in your path. That's your portion. Now, I've still, at times over the years, have said, man, more times I want to talk about. Isn't this supposed to be easier than what I'm experiencing? Is anybody? Look, I've been here 30 years. My wife and I, both of us have wanted to resign a lot of times. There's been times I said, Lord, God, help me. You called me. And if it wasn't for him reminding me, though, this is where I placed you. (laughs) I I made the choice. I'm God, and you are my son. Are you going to follow me? Yeah, Lord. But the people you put in my path, can't you put some better people in my path? (laughs) And he says, Lord, (laughs) he's telling me, son, go look in the mirror and find out about that guy, and all of a sudden you'll fall in love with those people. (laughs) Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. Y'all have to deal with the same thing. When you deal with the person in the mirror, it's much easier to serve those in the path. But that guy in the mirror wants to suck his thumb and, and complain and fuss. But the, the real son a man in the mirror wants to honor the Lord and wants to have the same heartbeat of his father. And when, I, when I'm listening to what he's saying about you, he is so, I mean, you have got his heart. He will not say anything derogatory about you to me. But I tell you who does talk to me about you, the devil. He likes to point out what's wrong with you. And he likes to try to cause me to doubt that I can ever help you get through that. And the Lord, when I go back to him, he says, that didn't come from me, son. I picked you. You're ordained. I've given you authority, dominion, and power. They're going to be fine. They're going to get through it. The only reason you know about it is because you listen to the enemy tell you about it. But if you'll pay attention to what I'm saying about them then you'll know they're going to get through it with no problem. 
I trust them with the storm they're in. I trust them with the story they have because I'm going to give them a better one. And I need them to trust me in their story right now. And I need them to recognize me being the source so that when they get through, they will tell everybody how good I am. Now, I know every one of us have felt like, man, this is unfair. And man, why, why ain't everybody going through what I'm going through? Why do I have to go through this? Have I quoted anybody yet? Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, I'm going to give you a few more scriptures. I'm going to close with a few stories of a better story. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. So what's missing here? What's missing in your life? Jesus says, take my yoke up on you and learn from me. In other words, he's prophetically uttering to them what's about to happen for them. Let me come and baptize you with my spirit and with my fire. So you can know me. You can get intimate with me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Where's this rest come from? The Holy Spirit. The Comforter is the rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me read from the TPT, the Passion Translation. Same thing. Simply join your life with mine. Be filled with my spirit and be led by my spirit. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest. Come on. In my spirit's what he's talking about here. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Pastor, why are you telling us this? Just spend a moment and, and do an examination on yourself. Has it been light and easy recently? And if it hadn't, he's saying, yoke with me. Walk through the door. Make a conscious decision. I'm drawing a circle around me right now. And I ain't leaving it, Lord, until you get this guy corrected fill me up and you hang out there and you feel after him and you open up you don't care what anybody's saying whatever whatever spirit speaking it don't matter it's between you and daddy now he designed you to be his temple he designed you to let him come and be the king of kings in his house so that from his house he can manifest his identity amen and every one of us want to be his children. But to be his children, we've got to let that, that DNA and that spirit flood us until out of our belly is flowing rivers of living water. All we can speak is life. There's no death coming out of us. There's no arguments. There's no derogatory statements. There's no casting a bad reflection or a shadow on anybody. Everything we say in is life. 
Everybody in the path is getting hope. They're being reminded their best days are before them. Amen. They're being told exactly what the Spirit's saying about them, and he's inviting them to come and taste, amen, and see that the Lord is good. How's he doing that? Through you. But we do an examination. Am I walking in peace and in joy? Do I know how innocent I really am from his blood, from his righteousness? And ladies and gentlemen, you can know it. How intimately. It's an experience. You experience this thing until the point that you're convinced of it and the enemy can't take it away from you. But every day of every week of every year, the enemy don't stop working, trying to steal, kill, and destroy your faith in your true identity in Christ. He does that by trying to manipulate you from having fellowship this way and trying to figure life out this way. And he's okay with you going to church and doing that. Just don't be the church. You can go to church, but just don't be the church. Amen. And so the power of a testimony. I, uh, at 15 years old, my dad has just been killed by a train accident. I'm 15. I'm not doing well right now at 15 years old. And I need something I don't have. And all I had was a few lights in my life that inspired me to, okay, Obviously, I need to go back to Jesus and get this corrected. Because right now, I'm not feeling very good about my daddy not being with me. And so the Lord meets me there in a bad situation from my lens. And that's not a good story. He meets me there, and he shows me who my daddy is. And I experience him again with spirit and with fire. And he takes that pain out of my spirit. Not only does he do that, but my pastor at that time, God speaks to him and calls a meeting with my mother. Me, my brother Wendell, and my mother. And he's standing behind his desk, and I'm in the office with my brother Wendell. We don't know why we're there, and mom don't know. And he stands behind that desk, and he gives her an encouraging word. He validates her. I mean, I mean, he had a way of letting the Lord use him. He made you feel special when he's talking. And he just made her feel so valid. And then he lets her know, the Lord spoke to me about your two sons. And then he asked her for permission to foster my brother and I as a father. I'll never forget that. My story started getting really good. I had a better story. And she agreed in the spirit, this is definitely the will of God. He waited on her agreement because she was our covering. He waited on her agreement in the spirit. And the moment she agreed, she released something and he released something to us. I'm just telling you how powerful you are, ladies and gentlemen. When we come into an agreement in the spirit about who we are in Christ, 
and we start tending to those he's placed in the brother. God had placed my brother and I in his path with my mother. That changed my life. And his impact on my life is with me to this day. There is a better story coming to every one of you. What if Paul and Silas had decided not to praise the Lord at midnight? They wouldn't have had a better story. But they made a conscious decision. And together they agreed and made the choice. Everybody's asleep. It's midnight. And in stocks and buns, of which some of you feel like you're in right now because of our culture and the present status of our world, you don't know what to do with it. They consciously decided, thank you, Jesus. And they started praising him together. And the Lord met them there. The people that were in their path also get Jesus too. They're in stocks and buns. The Lord is after a jailer and his family. Isn't it interesting that God might let me go to stocks and buns just to reach someone he's in love with? Pastor, why did you have to say it like that? Hear me. Whatever trouble you're going through right now, if you take it personal, you'll miss the miracle. Whatever trouble that you're going through right now, if you take it personal, you'll miss the miracle. And you won't get the better story. Now, Daddy's talking to several of us right now. Because we've missed the miracle enough, it's time to stop missing the miracle. It's time to start taking advantage of the opportunity that we're in. This storm that don't seem fair. This culture that's kind of whacked out right now. Oh, it's the perfect storm for us to get focused on a perfect God so that we can go through this fire that's seven times hotter and come out with no smoke on us with a better story. Acts chapter 4. This is going to help some of us. They've just been filled with the Spirit. They've been trying to tell everybody how good God. And now fears just envelop them. And they don't know what to do. But they make a good choice. They group. Oh, by the way, if you're not grouping, you're going to get in more trouble. Pastor Lowe, are you advertising small groups? No, it's a mandate. It's a mandate. If you're not grouping, you're not going to get the better story. Because when we come together, where two or three agree is touching, he's in the midst. You want the mind of Christ? You better group. Oh, I'll get it on Sunday. No, no. no Sunday's not. That, that, <laughs> this is an invitation to our community to come taste and see. Accountability is top tier. You're not going to get accountable coming to church service on a Sunday. You'll slide in and slide out. But if you ever group and get connected, 
make a conscious decision to click in and get fitted, oh, you're going to experience God on new levels. And you'll be able to take care of who God puts in your path because you'll have a better. And when they grouped, they agreed, we need to pray. Ah, good decision. And so they started praying, and the Spirit met them down, and the place where they were praying was filled. It was shaken, and they were filled again with the Spirit. And boldness came upon them because they had a better story. Oh, it's all through the Scriptures, ladies and gentlemen. You got a group of disciples. Their leader, John the Baptist, has just been beheaded, and they don't know what to do. And they're kind of like, you know, you, you, you kill the shepherd and the sheep scatter. They're just kind of, and Paul finding certain disciples, ask them the question. Oh, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, well, we ain't even heard of if there be a Holy Spirit. What, what are you talking about? He said, what were you baptized into? Well, we was done in, baptized into John's baptism. Oh, Paul said, oh, John's the one that preached about Jesus. So let's go back to the water and let's be baptized again. And when they come up out of the water after being baptized in, in, in Jesus' name, they were filled with the Spirit and with fire. They had a better story. You can't exhaust this, y'all. My better story doesn't come because I'm not okay and you need to change so I can have a better day. My better story comes when I let God come to his temple. And I change. And you get a better day. Because I got a better story. What story do you have today? Your story depends on one source. And you can always tell if your story is correct or not. Does it produce the kingdom? When you open your mouth, does the things in your life convey a message of hope, faith, and love, righteousness, peace, and joy? And are you giving it away to everybody you can give it to? It's not the kingdom suggestion. It's the kingdom mandate. We're not here to make it to heaven by the skin of our chinny chin chin. Skin of our teeth. Whatever fits your thinking right now. We're not eking our way in. Forgo that. Heaven's already come to earth. Why don't you go to heaven now? Anybody want to go to heaven now? Pastor, what are you saying? Open up your spirit. Make yourself available. Say, Lord, here I am. Take charge. I've messed up everything in my path. I need you to take over. And some of you need to get drunk in the Spirit. There needs to be people that say, man, these people are drunk. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last day. said, God, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. 
Coming under the influence of your heavenly Father is your salvation. Coming under his spirit dominion in your life and him taking charge, that's your salvation. And if you're going to be a blessing to the, anybody in your life, you need to be saved from the person in the mirror. Because the person in the mirror ain't going to help you a lot. You've already proven that. But the Lord can. Does anybody want a better story today? Amen. Could we stand? Thank you, Father, for a direct word that gives us hope that right where we're standing, we can draw that circle around where we are and make a conscious decision. I'm not leaving until you change me. I'm not leaving until I get what I need. I've made a decision, Lord. I belong to you. You know what's best for me. I repent. I'm changing the way I think about what I think about. And I'm choosing to think the way you want me to think and to believe in the identity you've already given me. I'm choosing to let you take over, Lord, where I've tried to be in control, I've failed. You take charge so I can have a better story. Lord, that everyone in this room be set free from worrying about what the next person thinks. And all that they can do is be focused on what you think right now, Lord. What you're after. I encourage you right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We're here to pray for you, guests. God bless you for joining with us. If you need to leave, you're welcome to leave. But for everyone that wants more and want a better story, hang out until God gives you a better story today. Jesus' name.